podcast, good people. How's it going? It's Reg. It's dumb. And we're discussing what happens when you drink too many high ABV beers. <laughs> Strikes. The kids don't know anything about that. I don't know about that. They still, the kids are still drinking Miller High Life. Like Pabst. They aren't about that, you know, that beer life, you know, that beer colorway life. You know, showing up for the brewery, what? waiting online. You know what I'm saying? What's a brewery? You know, limited, limited drops. You know what I'm saying? That APV. You guys are out there waiting online for them J's. I'm out there waiting for that, you know what I'm saying? Like that a, new Cascale. You know what I'm saying? Is that like an SUV? Mm, right <laughs> till y'all get to be seasoned, depressed alcoholics like we are. <laughs> Step your game up, kids. <laughs> Step your underage drinking up. <laughs> Ooh. So, as usual, it's been a crazy, wonky week in music. Everything from Reignited Beasts between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj oh, to Kanye may or may not be crazy. Who knows? But uh, so crazy. the most important thing is always, it always goes back to one thing. Industry rule number 4,080. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how nuts everything gets, no matter how much crazy advertisements you see, at the end of the day, it's all about somebody out there. Making some cash. Oh, the music industry is shady. Uh, so The Verge put out an article this week um, talking about SoundCloud's new premiere. Uh, premiere. Like, premiere artist platform. So basically, uh, just a rundown of SoundCloud. SoundCloud is actually, for the longest time, has been like my favorite streaming service because it's all underground fucking, I have five plays, I'm making music in my basement. And yes. that's the type of music I like, yeah. you know? So I've always liked SoundCloud, but SoundCloud doesn't really make money. Like, and then, you know, because, you know, these artists who like, and we pay SoundCloud money, but there's a not enough struggling artists <laughs> in the world that can make SoundCloud like, you know, turn profit. So they start chasing after Spotify and they start doing this thing where they're like, oh yeah, we're a streaming service. We get like all of like the mainstream music and you get these like artists that have three songs. <laughs> <laughs> Recorded you know, on the iPhone. Yeah, recording that that's not on Spotify because it's probably not as good to good enough to pass the Spotify <laughs> test. You get all that music, and that was a failure. Um, so now they they're they're going back and pivoting back to being like the the place for artists, and they have this thing called uh, Premier Artist, like whatever. And basically, it's supposed to be a way for you as an artist to upload your music onto SoundCloud. And, you know, there's an ad revenue split and you're supposed to get paid. And it's supposed to be a way to take the music back from the labels. Oh, the man. <laughs> take it back from the man. Who will not bow to you, Sony Music. <laughs> you know, and artists are going to get paid. This is a way for artists to be independent and blah, blah, blah. Um, and The Verge actually went through and read the five print. Oh, um, and basically it's almost like a record label contract where you know essentially it doesn't really well i wouldn't say it's like a record label contract like track you can like re- like pretty much you know um like leave any time <laughs> which is not true of a record label <laughs> um but you know they won't tell they don't tell you like how you get paid. They don't tell you like the, the payment you get, like how it's calculated. Um, there's other restrictions. And also too, there's a clause in there saying that you can't sue them. Ooh, I love those. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably like every terms of service document yeah. that you've ever re- read. Like, like basically you can't sue them. So, you know, if for some reason you sign up and you were getting like 0. 0.0303 cents in the dollar, and or you know or maybe something like uh, what happened with LP, where it's like somebody signs up under their name, and then you know you you get like point zero three cents or whatever streaming or whatever. 
any of those things happen, you can't sue like SoundCloud. <laughs> I, I want one of those claw soundtracks in my real life. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, a lot of people are are kind of um, you know kind of coming at SoundCloud because this is you know again this you're supposed to be artist centric and artist focused and you're supposed to be blah blah blah. But at the at the end of the day, you're kind of no different than any other tech company. Um, and you know it, it it sucks like i don't know what kind of like what the the you know the bounds of making money and and also like providing the service would be but at least be transparent about shit yeah you know no. at the, at the least yeah no but but i think the issue here is it's, it's all the content creators i mean how often do you hear people on youtube complain because suddenly they've changed they've arbitrarily decided to change how they run their algorithm and how they pay people out and yeah. you know x amount this you know this week we want you have to have x amount of subscribers and x amount of views yeah and the next week is we've decided to be a whole other thing and it's kind of unfortunate because i think in the youtube era you have people who they're very they're very basically that's how they that's how they live you know yeah. that's that that's their that's how they that's the way they pay the rent that's how they get food so the issue there is the fact that we hear like complaints is the fact of where you know even though YouTube is not necessarily making money hand over fist, it's still gargantuan. YouTube's going nowhere. It's a part of Google. It it is internet video. End of story. No, yeah. Nothing else even comes close. So it's unfortunate where you've got these people literally built off the back of these people and they get nothing out of it. Same thing just like SoundCloud, where yeah. it's like it's built off these people and you know, right now they're going into a way where they dictate what money you kind of get, what money you don't get. Same thing with YouTube, where at any given time, you know, if you're making us millions of dollars, you'll get this. But one day we wake up, we decide, well, I'm going to do it a little differently and you lose all that money. And also with YouTube, there's no transparency. And it's the same thing with SoundCloud also, because like you said, it's buried deep. Yeah. It's not there where it's like, oh, I know exactly what's happening. And yeah. in big, bold letters and you're warned, it's buried deep. And it's a little unfortunate. The thing about SoundCloud is it's, it's really, really, really fucking needed. Yeah. Like, I, the only thing I can think of that compares is really the indie game now is really only SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Yeah. Nothing else. You have other places here and there, a lot of little other sites. But if you're doing any kind of like single bass music where you just want a hot ass song, SoundCloud is it, and when you want to make like a nice artistic album, Bandcamp is it. Yeah. And and I think where SoundCloud has lost its way, where Bandcamp may not be the greatest, but at least they try to get their artists paid. Yeah. They make it easy. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, you know, I've got a new album, I got a couple of songs, I've got a fucking hat, I've got a snuggie I want to sell, and you can kind of put you can package it all up together in that same artist page. Yeah. And it makes it very easy to do, which is why a lot of underground artists work on that when they hit like a certain level where they know they have enough of a following to kind of start feeding that beast. I think if anything, SoundCloud needs to kind of go over there, not towards the YouTube model. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you bring up a good point because this is basically the YouTube model. You know, like like in this this uh, terms of service, your payment date and your payment terms and all those things can change at any moment. Yeah, you know, and, and I think, like, I, yeah, I, I understand why SoundCloud probably doesn't want to go to like the Basecamp model because the Basecamp model is 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 way. I don't know. There's something about that culture that that doesn't really mesh with SoundCloud. So I understand like if you don't want to like go completely to the point where you're like letting artists sell cassettes. And yes. Stuff. <laughs> But maybe merch, not, but, but like at the same time, it's like to me, it's 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 I don't, I don't see the big deal. I, I think that it's even though it's antithesis to the way it's set up now. I mean, I'd rather have them go in that direction 
then just grow in the opposite direction where it's like, fuck you, give us your music, we'll stream it, we'll have this algorithm that plays it, and we'll pay you whenever. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I, I, I mean, I just feel like, you know, if you're telling artists that they're going to get paid, like, just make it transparent. Yeah, I agree. You know, like, 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 if you can't make enough money to pay your artists <laughs> what they're worth, <laughs> <laughs> then what are you doing? Yeah, and I think like, it's... Like, what are you doing? And it's kind of stupid, too, because you got to figure, like, let's say somebody like Drake. Drake used to, and still does, loves to come out there. I remember a couple of years before this album, he would just drop these one-liner songs, basically, on SoundCloud. Yeah. And, then, you know, drop it on SoundCloud. It would eventually make it this way to Spotify and Apple Music. And all of a sudden, by that time, it's got billions and billions, not billions and billions, exaggerating, obviously, but millions and millions of streams. Yeah. So it's like, if you start putting these rules there, why would Drake do that? Like, I'll just go straight to Spotify. I'll go straight to Apple and be like, yo, dogs, here's my new song. Put a couple of splash things on there. Let's get this popping. So I think it's kind of, they've got to understand that they've got to be a little bit friendly towards the underground. They've got to be a little bit less contract heavy. Yeah. Because the reason why people like SoundCloud, to a certain extent, is because it's the Wild Wild West. Yeah. And I, and I don't mean that in a negative way where there's a lot of things, illegal things getting loaded up, but it's something where we're, it's an even playing field. Yeah. Like, you know, I've got a little crappy ass trap song that, you know, for cute melody, it goes directly against Drake and let the best, or I can't say the best, <laughs> but definitely the most popular song win. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's how those SoundCloud rappers came up, where despite city ma- shitty mastering, despite shitty rapping, <laughs> <laughs> despite shitty lyrics, those songs became popular of SoundCloud. If at the end of the day they're doing things that are anti-artist, and they're forcing those artists to go somewhere else, they will. Well, the co- and that's the thing, like you know, the competition now is, is fairly fierce. I mean, you know, we've talked about Spotify last week, but. You know, they're moving into like the whole kind of quasi label game where they're trying to find some of these like SoundCloud rappers who are bubbling up and like they're they're they might be in a position to give them advances or things like that. And I know Apple Music has done the same, but more for like, you know, the Drakes and, and Frank Oceans, but like there's competition now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you fuck this up, SoundCloud, like, you know, Spotify is like right. Waiting, right waiting you. outside, you know. You're out there arguing with your girl, this and that. Spotify is the person that comes up there, you know. She's in the mall crying, comes up there like, hey, wait, why are you crying, girl? Come follow me. <laughs> Let's go to the to Annie Pretzels. Let me get you something. Let me make it feel better. Yeah, and it, and it sucks because the thing is, what, like going back to your point, SoundCloud is fucking fantastic. It's something where it's great. even when you kind of just play one song and it kind of goes, what I love, love about it more so than Spotify to a certain extent is, is very underground. Yeah. So you could kind of go to a whole wormhole where remixes on remixes of this bedroom producer of this, of that, where if you're a DJ, if you're a DJ, it's a fucking godsend. Yeah. So it's something where they've got this great niche and just have to figure out a way to kind of maintain that. Now understand they need their money. They can't have a chance to rapper come and bill them out <laughs> every six months or so. But at the same time, they've got to find a way where it preserves the integrity of the artist. Yeah. You know, I understand that things can't be for free, but at the same time, you know, they're in a space where they could easily easily become, you know, I can't say Facebook. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, something yeah. where it could be Facebook of that genre or it could be the MySpace. You know, it's, it's it's very easy for somebody to come and take that little spot. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of weird, too, because, like, like I think one of the things I like about what SoundCloud is doing is, like, SoundCloud is doing is, like, 
they're kind of owning the fact that they're not Spotify and they're not Apple Music. Yeah. They, they try to chase both Apple Music and Spotify, and like people are like, no, no, nah, bro. Yeah. You know, so they, at least they're owning the fact that you know they they are a place that where artists want to go. And yeah. Artists, you know, like like artists thrive and artists like they love the feedback. They like love yeah, the I comments. Love the feedback. On, I love the comments. On, on, Something on, on, on yeah. like on the actual you know track. Um, you know, whatever like minute second on on the track. You know, they love all of that stuff. You know, and I'm glad to see the SoundCloud embracing it because that's what makes SoundCloud great. Yeah, and I love it because the thing is going back to the whole idea of where you have the comments. It's one of the few places where you feel like you st- you know music really. Music in a space where it's definitely personal, but it's also communal. Yeah. So the idea of where you know you get like I remember, I remember growing up way back in the days, guys, <laughs> back in the CD era, and you know you would get a CD and you would tell your friends, oh, this CD's dope, or this and that, or you have you heard the new album? Where that has disappeared a lot in the streaming era, but with SoundCloud, you know, you show up there and it's a cute track or a dope track, and everybody's kind of replying under it, and you can reply yourself, and you can kind of rate it. You know, it's something where it's a it's a place where, and what I loved about it is, for the most part, it's one of the few places on the internet which is not fucking toxic yeah like those comments aren't just like you know this sucks your drums suck MAGA hashtag <laughs> Pepe the Frog it's it's a, a place where literally it was praise or constructive criticism and so it's it's the SoundCloud community is very special and I think it's something they kind of have to basically maintain and water all disappear because I mean you know you go to YouTube and you're at a space where a lot of those big profile people are you know Twitch is trying to take some of that candy yeah you know, people are leaving YouTube for Twitch where it's a little more stable as far as, you know, you may not have seen number of views, but definitely have a stable more, you know, they're yeah. not fucking off the algorithm as much yeah. as YouTube. Yeah. So it's something where I think they kind of have to understand that and embrace it and realize they have something great. Enough where, like I said, going back to the, I cracked the joke about Chance the Rapper, but there was a reason why people were like, oh shit, not SoundCloud. And I think there's got to be a way to kind of make money off that. You may not necessarily be, you know, fucking... You know, Apple rich. <laughs> you may not have like, you know, SoundCloud phones out there, but I think there's definitely a path to sustainability. I think what they need to do is honestly, I, I think what was smart about Apple was when they decided to kind of get deep into the selling music game, they were, they were good friends of artists, you know, sometimes yeah. to their detriment, which is why everybody had a YouTube album for free for a little bit. <laughs> but for the most part, they're a place that's very artist friendly, maybe definitely not underground artist friendly. No. But if you're somebody who's popular, they'll work with you. They'll give you a show. They kind of nurture you. And I think SoundCloud kind of has to do the same. I think the issue is that I think they, they're still thinking like a tech company, unfortunately. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I guess they are a tech company. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's actually kind of interesting. It's like, you know, that's two people that pay money. <laughs> <laughs> We're out there supporting them. <laughs> they're about to yank this. <laughs> God damn it. I want to show this podcast off. And be like, yo. <laughs> Give me my 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 point one share. <laughs> <laughs> our, our account's going to get suspended. Oh. Uh, but you know, I was like, like you know, we pay fifteen dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Like, let's you know, hard earned man. <laughs> I gotta skip out on the white castle. Yeah, in transparency, but like, pizza, I mean, you know. That. But I'm I'm curious too. It's like like if say Spotify like adds five dollars to that. Is yeah. worth twenty five dollars, twenty twenty five dollars a month, thirty dollars yeah. a month. Like if that's what people 
<laughs> you know, if that's what they need for for it to be sustainable, are people going to like put their money where their mouth is? Oh, you know, it's, it's a tough fee. And particularly you know? somebody where, like, you know, you've got the idea where these SoundCloud rappers, you know, they're all in somebody's basements, their mom's basements, you know, 16, 17 year olds with one MacBook making beats. So who's going to have the credit card? <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that, though, it's like a lot of SoundCloud rappers are not even on their own uh, SoundCloud accounts. They're on like their producers. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's true, actually. You're right. Yeah, no, because, you know, because that'd be funny. The producer's like at least like, you know, 18, 19. <laughs> I think like Lil Uzi Vert, like he was on like, like uh, whatever, like all my friends are dead. Like that wasn't on a Lil Uzi Vert, like SoundCloud account. <laughs> For a long time, it was on the producer's account. You know, know. Uzi, it was rough, man. You can't wear them Janko jeans in the Ford. Those are vintage now. You know, if you try to buy some Janko jeans, you're gonna have to throw out some big cash. You're gonna have to skim somewhere. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, nah, and and it's it's. I I just hope they get their act straight. I think that if they don't, they'll always be something to replace it. But right now, they've. Like I said, it's, it's hard to see such a great product. Perfect. Like, yeah. I have no complaints. The only complaints I have sometimes is on my phone, they're like, use our app, use our app, use our app. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit annoying, but that's every other web page. Yeah. That's a, Amazon does the, same, does the same exact thing, so yeah. I can't really fault them. But it's got to be a way for them to kind of make money, and it's kind of be still be artist-friendly. I'm hoping to kind of find that weird cornery, niche thing and kind of make it pop. They have to, man. They have to. Like, like, like you know, again, you know, when, sound, when you're talking about, like, SoundCloud was, was on the brink, like, yeah, it, it was a sad day. Yeah, no, you know? I, was, I, I felt sad, it, sad it, man. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they have to. So, so good luck, to SoundCloud. Uh, just don't, don't fuck anybody over. Yeah, just, I mean, just be transparent can't about you be, it. Can't you be friendly? Like, just why? Why? Trans- don't, don't be evil. Remember, remember, yeah, remember like, old school Google. Don't be evil. Just, just be put in like bold letters. We yeah. might fuck you over. Yeah, you, you might not get paid for this. Yeah, but you wake up, put your shit up, huh? We're gonna go, huh? You go nowhere else. You, you know might not saying? get paid. Like, like you had five streams last month. Yeah. What do you expect, yeah, homie? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, although here's a weird question. Here's a here's a here's a business law question from like you know Uh-oh. sophomore year. If a 16, 15 year old signs that quote unquote contract to upload their music, what Ooh. happens? Ooh, exactly. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I was I was a minor. You had me entering this contract. You know, U.S. law says I really can't enter in the contract. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming out there. With a whole bunch of seniors studying business law. I'm, 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 I'm sure I'm sure their terms of service has thought of that. I'm sure they they have better lawyers than some. Like, I mean, let, let's be honest. Does SoundCloud have better lawyers? Them dudes is basically them, bankrupt for the past three or four years. Then probably like a SoundCloud rapper, yeah. Yeah, they have better lawyers. Uh, yeah, true, actually. Yeah. Pom, pom. <laughs> And on that note, oh man! So, what, so what you been listening to, Stone? Uh, I, 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 like, side note, I'm just thinking of like you know a bunch of Harvard lawyers versus like Barry Call Saul, you know? Oh no! I, but sadly enough, <laughs> I can imagine it's like you's got to let my client go. <laughs> oh man! He's out here making beats. <laughs> anyway, Ooh. so, uh, so I've been listening to this artist. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Yves. Yves. 
Yeeves. I always get confused also. Yves. Yeah. 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 Yves Tumor. Yves. You know. <laughs> um, have you heard of him? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, like, I'm late to this. I'm mad late to this. <laughs> I think he opened up for Blood Orange. He okay. Up, he opened up for somebody in Summer Stage this year. Actually. Oh, word. Yeah. Word. Cause I, was, I was trying to see if you play Afropunk and he, he played the one in Atlanta. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so like, I'm sure he played Afropunk. But I mean, like, so his latest project um, is called something uh as i pull it up um but uh, safe in the hands of love and it's really cool like i really really like it um i've been on the, on the search for like just you know offbeat weird music um just because i was just so tired of listening to fucking trap all all year what you, you know you sick of those drums? <laughs> i love it i hear them in my sleep so so you know and i found this uh again Spotify is killing it. Woo. Stumbled upon this on Spotify. See, see? Uh, we still love you, boo. Yeah, we still love you. I'm still not paying Spotify money because I, I still gotta like migrate my shit over. Um, but uh, I found this, and I'm just like, first of all, it's basically like the visual of him is basically like a black Marilyn Manson. Yeah, you know, like he's pretty much I think Marilyn Manson uh, as a black guy, and that's what it is. And I'm like, oh. Okay, my interest is peaked. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I listened to uh, you know a couple tracks, and I, I really like it. Like it, it's like a combination of kind of like um, post punk, um, kind of indie, um, but then he has some tracks that like are like more industrial, kind of nine inch nails, like Marilyn Manson, um, which kind of lost me. His industrial stuff kind of lost me, but yes. um, you know, like there's a lot of like, and like it starts off with like a jazz loop. So there's a little like hip hop. There's kind of like electronic elements in there. Um, and you kind of can tell it's like this mismatch of all of these different influences, which usually sucks. But like, he <laughs> ma- yeah, it's like, like it sucks, but like he makes it work. And like, there's some really cool songs. Like there's Noid. Uh, which is really cool, uh, which I think it's the one that's like Call 911. Like, it's kind of like this whole anxiety and depression thing. Uh, probably tied to him being black because we were depressed and have a lot of anxiety. Um, and Licking Orchid is really cool. There's a couple other tracks, but it's, it's just like a really cool project um, that I just stumbled upon. And, and I looked on Pitchfork, which unfortunately, is for some reason, is like the arbiter of good taste. But. But you know, you know what's so so weird about Pitchforks? Like, I look on it on Pitchfork, and there's a and, and Pitchfork gave this uh, album a nine point two. Nice, because because yeah, that's good for them. And I'm like, oh yeah, Pitchfork agrees me. But like, if, if the artist I like, and Pitchfork gives them gives them like a five point whatever, four point five. I'm like, fuck Pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> no good publication. Yeah, man. No, but <laughs> did you read what that, that Greta Van Fleet review? No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, it was vicious. Vicious, no, vicious, vicious. I, I, I only got hit the grave Van Fleet like last week. Oh, no, <laughs> so, no. Hit, you ready for I'm a call? Sure, yeah. Greta Van Fleet sounded like they did weed exactly once, called the cops, and tried to record a Led Zeppelin album before they arrested themselves. See, this is my problem with Pitchfork. 
Like, like, they put a lot of work into that. Nah, man, nah, fuck them, fuck them. I, I love to see the they put blood a lot sport. Of work in the album. The blood sport of critical reviews. <laughs> Let the lions unleash the lions. So anyway, like, like this, this dude got you know a nine point whatever, and I was like, oh shit, you know. But it's it's a really cool project. Like, I don't think it's it's there yet. Like, I I, I see kind of its evolution, but I like where it's going. And I'm really curious about the live show too. Like I really yes. kind of want to see him live. Like I was gonna recreate all those sounds because it's, it's yeah. yeah yeah. And then like the visuals are all like you know again like think Marilyn Manson you know think like you know just super gothy and the visuals are all crazy. Yeah. And I'm like I want to see that like in real life. You know? <laughs> I'm ready for it. Um, and yeah, it's just it's, it's just cool. Like like I'm I'm glad to see you play Afropunk. I you know hopefully he'll play like. A couple of the shows in New York, like you know, it's it's just kind of cool. Like for me, I'm always seeking out artists that are, are just trying to be different, you know, and I'm just trying to like you know not be you know you, you know like you don't have to make a trap song, <laughs> yeah, you know you don't have to make a, like a fucking weekend R and B song, yeah. If like the, the 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 darkness is in your heart, just let it out. <laughs> 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 and the darkness is in this dude's heart and you know again like it's a really cool project if you if you like um you know that post-punk industrial like whatever like it's it's perfect yeah no i love it and what, what i love about the album also is the fact of where it literally sounds like almost a mixtape because a lot of those songs sound like it's different people almost making them yeah where like the last track is full on indie rock 100 percent. yeah but he's got other tracks which would fit perfectly on like a weird dark techno night in the club somewhere in berlin yeah so it was this weird where and you kind of mentioned it before um offline about lodic how lodic is kind of playing in kind of those same spheres yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah even lodic there's kind of more of a cohesive there and, and this i don't see this as a negative i'm saying of lodic where you kind of get the vibe that it's the same guy making all these beats but I mean, tumor goes just like <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. almost like if he was just like surprise. These are just my friends. We're like twenty of us. We're you know yeah. we are we are you know we we are twenty. I won't be very surprised. I would I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. So what I love about him is the fact of where and I guess is the idea of where particularly nowadays everything is kind of post genre. So yeah. you know you, you'll even hear like. Like mask off has like a weird happy flute behind it. Yeah. Sometimes you'll hear like guitarists coming in and like you know, get like a, a shitty ass guitar sample and, and heavy eight away drums and trap drums for like your little SoundCloud radio track, and everything is kind of like post, but kind of the same at the same time. Everything kind of melts together. What I like about Tumor is that wow, it's just like it's almost different people where it's like, all right, I'm making this, I'm making that. So I love to see what he would do. Like he's like the kind of person where it's just like. Like he was soundtracking movies. He oh, yeah. soundtrack everything. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm making this crazy horror movie, slash a flick, yada yada yada, a lot of guitars. Oh, by the way, I make a little love story. So I need you to make it so that way it's whoop whoop whoop. So he's just very uh, extremely talented musician, extremely talented producer. So props to him. Like and and I'm loving also the idea of where going back to Lodic, they're both queer people of color in yeah. this space making this yeah. kind of music where traditionally they were the ones to kind of experiment in these kind of realms, particularly electronic music. Yeah. And they're the ones who don't really get the respect. Oh, of course. So it's awesome that Lodic had a great year and Pitchfork gave him like an eight point something. And yeah. it's awesome that Tumor had a great year and also got, you know, best new music and a nine point something. And I'm hoping, like you said, back to the tour that, you know, now they've kind of got, you know, the, the eye of Sorona staring at them and they've got this critical acclaim that, you know, 
as when they come back to hopefully tour when it gets a little warmer that you know they'll have a live show and something and they're able to kind of bring the, their vision to a bigger place yeah particularly since i believe both of them are expats yeah, yeah. Like, and, and the funny thing is i actually have to double check to make sure they're not the same person <laughs> you know racist <laughs> that is racist that is racist well you know because like they're both expats they they you know they're both like moved to europe yeah uh, i i don't know if they live like both in berlin or like whatnot but like yeah, like they both kind of have the same kind of origin story. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, maybe this is like a side project of Logic. <laughs> it's, it's like Marvel and DC when they borrow the same superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, apparently they're not yeah. uh, two separate people. But yeah, no, it's, it, yeah, it's it, it's it's cool to kind of see. Um, yeah, it's like uh, like we've we've kind of always been in the space as black people. We've always been in the hard rock space, heavy metal space, uh, the techno space. Um, and like it sucks it's always sucks for, to me like not just in 2018 but it's like you know for for years that we don't own that yeah you know and we don't embrace that you know and like even people i know like who love like say a nine inch nails like they don't kind of own like the fact that it's people of color making this music yeah you know so uh so yeah i mean if you if you want to, to hear this music, um, or if you maybe are a Nine Inch Nails fan, a Marilyn Manson fan, and you want somebody to speak to you, like Logic and uh, two more, like two artists that you should definitely check out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and like I said, they're playing in that space, and it, it's cool to kind of hear, and like you said, the, the gothy, dark, kind of angry thing, angry thing, angry, angry music kind of coming from the space where, you know, particularly going back to my little Uzi Vert, where, you know, Black folks are bringing back Django jeans. <laughs> where it's, a, it's an idea of where, because I remember I had a discussion with a friend years ago, and he was like, if anybody can understand like the, the anger and the rage of this kind of music, it's definitely black folks in America. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like, you remember when mashups were great? Yes. Like, I, I would love to kind of have a Lodic or a tumor, like, work of Uzi and, like, see what happens. Yeah. Locked him in a studio. <laughs> 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 or calling it's, for beats, it'd be awesome. Yeah, it's what happens. Yeah. Like, like, like. I mean, I mean, and maybe that's what what these guys need to kind of like, you know. I, I'm I'm talking like an A and R, but like maybe it's like their little crossover thing where they can kind of. It'd be awesome, like you know, like not to be funny, like why can't Uzi Vert rap over like Bjork type beats? Like it's still, yeah, it's no, still it's, like an angry thing there. They're still, they're still the drums are still hyperactive. It's yeah. just not the same. Yeah, trap drums. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? On on my end, uh, I guess I've listened to a lot of not really indie rock, but um, there's a band called Cloud Nothings, which I kind of point out to you. Ironically enough, we kind of ca- both caught a South by a couple of years, not a couple of years ago, years ago, years ago, showing our age. And the thing is, what I always liked about Cloud Nothing is that it kind of began as like a pop, pop, not I say pop punk, but that's probably not true. Yeah. More like let's say a Weezer ish, where it's just like a lot of solid melodies. You have guitar, you have bass, you have drums, but You'll see kind of melodies you kind of kind of take and just put electronics behind it or just just stuff that where it's just like we make pop music. We just yeah. happen to have any shit around to do it with. And so he was a bedroom producer type doing this, you know, as a teenager. And um, so, you know, he, you know, that was back in the days. You could still make money in indie rock, like, you know, <laughs> probably pushing 10 years ago. And, you know, he came he came out, Pitchfork, you know, gave him the knighthood. <laughs> and suddenly he's playing these gigs and he put a band together. So what's been interesting is so he went from kind of like, you know, being like Weezer like basically becoming like Sonic Youth mm. and it's over time where he's kind of leaned more into the power of guitars and dr- and the drummer is fantastic so he's somebody where he just kind of wails on it like a really good 
like like punk drummer, but even more just like a punk drummer who's got some really good jazz chops almost. Yeah. Because it's not just like da 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 da. There's a lot of little firsts, there's a lot of fills. And so what's great is you kind of hear him kind of grow. I mean, and I hate to make it sound kind of funny, where he went from this 17-year-old who basically with this instant career to almost this jaded, like, late 20-year-old, mm-hmm. which you kind of all feel now just by the way that the world is. Yeah. And it's cool kind of hearing that come out in the music, where I think, and one of the big flaws I have with indie music is the fact of where, for being such a dominant genre, that a lot of it was very same old, same old, a lot of it kind of was just a very pure excuse for quote-unquote rock music. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think it's unfortunate. Maybe I'm talking as somebody who kind of grew up in the grunge era, but even if, you know what it was? It was basically indie rock, we would admit it to ourselves. It definitely had a hair metal <laughs> sheen to it all, where you would have, like, you know, a couple of dudes, and they might have long hair and some beards, and they all own guitars, and a lot of them tend to be more acoustic-y, and it'd be about, you know... 15, 16, 17 songs, and it was all about unks and Nui and no, I, dude, yeah. dude, like, like I remember like spending time in, at the Spin House at South by and like looking at all these indie rock bands, like they have like stylists. Oh yeah, no. like dude, I'm like, I'm like you know, like you think, oh indie rock, like they're sitting in a van somewhere, like nah, son. <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing like a leather jacket that might be distressed but it's Gucci yeah no <laughs> check the label bitch check the label they're flossing as hard as, as, as the Migos they yeah. just don't like <laughs> don't show it yeah no. and, it, and it, so it's it's kind of it's kind of cool kind of seeing a, a indie rock band that just has genuine feeling it doesn't feel put on and it, there's, a, there's an aggression there, there's an anger there. It's something where it's not just like, like you said, we look good on stage. Yeah. We're not doing a photocopy of Kings and Leon, but doing it with a little more, you know, maybe not Urban Outfitters. <laughs> 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 but like, you know, a level below. And and I and I and so it's it's a band where I've kind of paid attention paid attention to. So they had a a new album. They had, they had an album last time, which kinda I guess they I won't say it's a throwback to their old sound, but they're kinda doing more serious songwriting. But this new album just fucking rips from beginning to end, and you know, and it's great. It's um, <laughs> Ali. If you had to have a heavy album, "Last Building Burning" <laughs> is the name of the album, and it, and it is rips, and it's something I think where you know, for some reason, I'm feeling a little, you know, sad, down the world, angry. Let's just say I don't know why, and it kind of hit that spot for me this week, mm. and it kind of has been getting me through a lot of shit. So you know, props to them. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, so I've been listening to. I guess it's not like super new, but uh, the new uh, Joey Perp really uh, album I would not mixtape. A Joey Perp fan, you know. So Joey Perp had a song last year called "Where the Girls At," ah. um, and I discovered it on a road trip. And it's one of those things where, like, you're in the car, you're driving, like, you know, you're sitting in traffic and whatnot. And I wasn't, you know, like, uh, it was a road trip with a couple friends. And the song came on, and everybody's like, starts dancing. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit, what is this? Because we're just playing a Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> As you do in 2018. <laughs> um, and then it's like one of those, like, rewind selected things where we, like, play the track again. Because, like, oh, shit, this, this is dope. Like, and then we did the Shazam. And, like, you know. So, um, so yeah, I've been kind of following Joey Perth for a while. Um and this new album, like, uh, 
I was excited for because I think like when he finds the right production, it's really fucking cool. Um, and he found the right production for half of this album. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and it's kind of cool because, you know, he has this kind of weird and he, he plays with different cadences. But the, I think the one he feels like uh, the cadence that he feels like uh, most at home at is this kind of this weird kind of like laid back rough West Coast kind of talking, talk rappy voice. All right. <laughs> Where it's just kind of like not really rapping, just kind of like talking and kind of like making things rhyme. Oh, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> and it worked for him. You know? Too cool to rap. Yeah, too cool. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah a little, little outcasty, you know. Yeah, yeah. A little so, spoken word between the albums, but like, you know, it, it, you know, it, yeah. borderline poetry. Borderline. Poetry. I wouldn't would even call it poetry. It's just kind of like he's having a conversation. Yeah. But then you notice like all the syllables are there. And they rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a beat. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's kind of cool because I, I think it's different. It's different enough that, um, you know, it stands out. And I think as a rapper in 2018, you need something, you know, that kind of stands out. Um, and yeah, like his beats are kind of very, um, like gruff and like it kind of matches his voice. Um, and there's a few songs on on there like that that are just kind of like. Uh, I think like Elastic and a couple other songs that are just like, you know, they they work. Like they're very much kind of like uh, you know, I see where he's going, I see the vision, I see the project. Um the, I think the problem in like in the beats are kind of rough, but they're also kind of dark and they kind of work. And I think the problem is that's not so that's not what's popping on the pie, on the playlist. You know, so he has a bunch of other like trap focused tracks. Gotta make gotta pay the bills. Trap like, pays the bills. And I think it's like, you know, they're all in, like, there's like a Carl Malone is a trap focus track and like LeBron James, you know, it's like it's named after like, wait, wait, wait. If I was Shaq West, I'd be hella pissed. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Oh, the way. He has Carl Malone and he has LeBron James. Yo, that's fucked up. Yo, Shaq West, <laughs> I got you back. Carlum, stand up. Let's go find a Joey Perp dude. <laughs> He's in Chicago. Yeah, you don't want to go to Chicago. Oh, yeah, actually, now nah, you might have to go by yourself, Shaq. <laughs> I'll see y'all on this side. You do not want to go. I'll see you at Harlem Tavern. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like, you know, I like, I understand like it's, it's unfortunately it's like the economics of, you know, the days like you want to get playlisted on rap caviar. So you have to make a trap sounding, you know, track. Um, So there's there's a lot of that there, which is really sad because I feel like it almost feels like he's not as invested in those tracks. Um, as some of the other stuff. Um, and it's kind of weird, like, because he, he sounds like low, laid back and he doesn't want to be here, but it's just something different. Like, he switches up his flow. He tries to sound like Migos. <laughs> like, you know, it's, and, and it just kind of feels like a sellout to me, you know? Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's cool. Like, I, I'm not going to say it's my favorite, you know, he's my favorite rapper. Or it's nowhere near my favorite rap release of the year, but it's kind of cool. You know, like, I was looking for some, some hip hop and it's kind of landed in my lap. So awesome. Yeah. Good shit. Props to him. Yeah. And we'll get you for biting Sheck West. <laughs> Mo Bamba, baby. <laughs> Kyrie. We'll shake our fists. <laughs> Angrily. Angrily. That's all. That's all we're going to do. <laughs> 
We'll find you at Logan Square because you're afraid to go anywhere else in Chicago. But for me, last thing is it's a came in elite elite edition from moi. But um, so even though I hated on indie rock for about ten minutes ago, one of the bands I stand I stand hard for is Deer Hunter. So Deer Hunter is a band that came out again back back when we were all young and skinny hugger jeans and distressed shirts and you know they kind of came out of like the Atlanta noise scene mm-hmm. and you know they kind of hit the ground running where you would see like Karen O and Yeah Yeah's giving them props and they would show up and they were infamous for like having a show and by the time the show's done just instruments destroyed and fucking just chaos and confusion and so kinda, they kind of went from and, and their thing was I won't it's I want to use this term because it's very loaded but they've had a weird Radiohead type transition Mm. Where they've kind of grown over each album and changed their stuff. So they went from a pure noise rock band to psychedelic mm. to almost 60s AM rock Ooh. to now to like a, like a, and like similar to, to Radiohead where they kind of, they found a groove where they're like, we'll stay in this corner for now. We're kind of sick of reinventing everything. But all those transitions were fucking fantastic. Like they're a really good band and they kind of represented a lot what I thought indie rock could be because the guy, he's like tall, lanky. They're not what you would expect. They aren't going back. They don't have stylists. (laughs) As a matter of fact, early on in the career, they would get a lot of little troubles because the the Brandon, the, the the main, the lead singer, was very, you know, he had a little, he was a little testy, a little, little angry, angry fella. Mm. So there's times where you might show up on the show and he might have a great, you know, two hour long show. There's times you might show up and 20 minutes in, he's like, you guys all suck, fuck New York City, suck my dick. <laughs> so, but uh, over time, they kind of end up in a groove and they've been putting out really good work. Obviously not the same curveballs as they did when they were younger, but still really consistently dope albums. And they still, they're just basically a band where after everything and all those styles are faded and we're no longer, you know, biting biting off like fucking Joy Division and everything else, they've kind of stayed in this making consistently dope music and a lot of that is a testament to Brandon because at the end of the day, it's always been really dope. Just, oh, sorry, Bradford, by the way. Not Brandon, Bradford. Sorry, white people. Got the name confused. But uh, it's, he's, he just makes really dope solid melodies. Again, songs that would translate well with guitars plugged in, amps up on synthesizer or on acoustic guitar. So they have a new album coming out and um, they have a new song which is also just very dope, very good. But the reason why I popped up on it was they had a press release for the album and it's probably one of the best things I've heard, heard basically sums up music 2006, 2019 term of that. So uh, <laughs> basically, how do you describe an album out of time? Concern of the disappearance of culture, of humanity, of nature, of logic and emotion. Why make this album an era where attention spans have been reduced to next to nothing? And the tactile grains of making music have been further reduced to algorithms and predicted playlist placements. Why wake up in the morning? Why hasn't everything already disappeared? And then basically, and then, you know, and then Deer Hunter has made a science fiction album about the president. Is it needed now? Is it relevant? Perhaps only to a small audience. Dada was a reaction to the horrors of war. Punk was a reaction to the slow and vacant 70s. Hip hop was a liberated musical culture that challenged the notions presented wholesale about the African-American experience. Mm. What is popular music today a reaction to? And the thing is, obviously, that's, that's ballsy as shit. <laughs> but I think there's the idea of where, you know, even though they've had some success, obviously they aren't millionaires, obviously they're in a, in a genre which is basically known for being as woke and as unwoke, as you pointed out before, they're kind of still trying to make art. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day is what it boils down to. And it kinda, I think it's the crux of everything from even the beginning of the point of the SoundCloud, where is the idea of where 
in these times, you want a space for artists to kind of create art. So I'm kind of still happy like a band like this is kind of kicking on and still making dope, solid music. And I think that's the end of the day, you know. And when I listen to it, it reminds me of shit I was listening to 10 years ago, which might have been better at times, might have been worse 10 years ago, probably a little better, honestly. <laughs> God damn you. God damn you, America. But it's something where it kind of brings things into focus. And, you know, props to artists kind of out there of all stripes, young, old, new, old, you know. People who know how to play instruments and unfortunately trap rappers who don't, <laughs> you know, and I think the idea is kind of pushing the culture forward no matter what it is. And that's it. Props to them. That's cool. I need, I need that copywriter. Yeah, I know. He's oh, that, that dude. <laughs> wow. That dude typed that bitch up, sat back, smoked the awesomest joint ever. Like, I, I'm sure the joint happened before the type. Oh. <laughs> I need that in my life. Right, right in the office, too. He's had the record label like, fuck, get out of here. Like, I'm out here writing poetry on my MacBook I, Air. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look at these bars. Migos ain't got nothing on these bars, bitch. <laughs> Send this shit to copy. Send this shit to spin. Put it out there. Oh, man. And on that note. <laughs> on that note, if anybody knows who copy wrote that, I tell them I need those, I need those bars. Need those bars. Come out bars, here. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I have to make excuses to my parents, even in my old age. That shit is epic. I'm going to need you to come out there write emails to my boss. I mean, like. Emails like, to my fiance. I need you to come out here and help me out. You know what I'm like, saying? Yo, like, give me them bars. I, I hope they didn't, like get that dude on Fiverr. No, I think something. it's I think it's the Ruben Nas Ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, like it's not like some intern. I know he's just out there <laughs> <laughs> from like NYU that they're not paying. Oh yeah, he, he hates his job. He's all like, the extra pissed. Like I I I, I yeah. It's like I'm waiting, <laughs> wasting all these words for nothing. <laughs> But when my novel comes out, it's going to be great. It'll burn everything. Oh. <laughs> and on that note, guys, girls, ladies, Ben, betweens, thanks for listening to us. Thanks for giving us those clicks, those likes, that love. Shout us out. We're here for you. You're here for us. It's the world. And these dark times. Just care for you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. And on that note. Peace all. Peace. <laughs>